Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for sponsoring this video. Take 10% off your next order at Blackology Coffee Company by using the link at the description, www.blackologycoffeecompany.com backslash Angela. I started at 19. I was always very entrepreneurial. Um, I was a, you know, a, a hard worker and anything I you know, like always did. But I was always building someone else's dream, right? And not my own dream. So I really had to, you know, like my goal was, was to find something that, that I could build uh, long lasting. Since I was always really entrepreneur, I loved people. I loved to help people. Um, we had always been working volunteer work for the past 10 years. So people and then helping people was really involved with me. So I was like, you know, I'm looking for a business, but what happens Angela, as you know, most businesses to start, at least in the US, right? Most businesses, the startup cost sometimes is five to ten thousand dollars. Okay, and that's with so much risk, as you know. Okay, mm-hmm. at nineteen, I probably had fifty bucks in my name. You're following me, so that was the first struggle. And the second struggle is, okay, I want to start a business, but what do I sell? How do I help people? So this was this was my struggle for a while, and then in all this process, my mother gets sick. She gets an illness. She gets lupus. She gets chronic fatigue. She has no energy. She's in bed. Um, you know, literally from being super active in business, super active in volunteer work, from literally from from that to the bed with no energy for like a whole year. And that was kind of our, that was the journey, right? Of looking and finding and, you know, and obsessing a little bit on finding, you know, because it, when we would go to a natural doctor, we wouldn't find results. When we would go to a conventional doctor, they would say, hey, what she has is psychological. And that was what would happen year through, you know, you know, you know, for all those months. And it turns out that she had lupus, right? And then she had this horrible chronic fatigue. And all this process, actually, you know, to make the story short, someone tells us about this product from Canada. Says, hey, look, there's this product from Canada. It's this and this and that. And like 95% of the whole world, a little close-minded, but we said, hey, you know what? It's okay to doubt, but it's not okay to not at least check it out. And that's what, you know, and that's what we did. And what I remember is that, you know, in a very bad financial um, situation, we got it for her. And a week later, Angela, um, this was when we used to live in Jacksonville, Florida. I wake up a Sunday morning and I see her cleaning and reorganizing the kitchen. 
And with so much energy, and I asked her mom, well, what happened? She says, it's this product. Bam, she puts the box in front of me. I said, it's this stuff? She says, yeah. Absolutely, you can. And that's what happened, you know, I, after her story, the whole family started consuming it just because of her story. And then later on, okay, we had seen the results of, of this product on her. Someone uh, had invited me to a seminar on, you know, just going a little bit deeper on the science and the medical part of this project. So I remember I said, hey, let's go. I will with my suit, with my notebook, let's go get this. And in that day, my mother and I made a decision. We said, you know what? This is something not only that we love and that we're raving fan on this, this is gonna be our project. And, you know, to work this together and help a lot of people. So since that day, that was November of 2016, we made the decision to work together and be entrepreneurs. And we've helped over 3,000 people with the immune system and with this product. And our company sells almost $2 million per year. So that's my story. I want to dive a little bit deeper into one, like how you went from, you know, just 19 year old kid who's just trying to navigate life and, you know, help your mom. And, you know, then you got turned on to this product and you're selling, you know, X amount of units per year, which is an incredible, like, journey over, you know, just the course of something completely random that happens in life, a medical diagnosis, um, to now, like, how you are young, you're about my age, I'm 27, right? Um, you're out of Atlanta, incredible, incredible city, lots of opportunities. Um, how you kind of navigate this entrepreneurial space being so young, like how does that, how has that experience been for you? Well, you know, it's, uh, it, it's been amazing. And um, because of my journey in entrepreneurship, I, I obviously became, you know, I'm obsessed with podcasts, learning with, with, with podcasts listening. And a good mentor of mine, his name is um, Eric Worre, who's a, you know, just amazing entrepreneur. He's always asking the question, are entrepreneurs born or are they made? And that's always his topic. That's always his topic. And for the longest time, um, Angela, I would always say that they were born, they weren't made. Um, and then at times I would change, say, no, they're made, they're born. And then so recently I, I kind of stopped and, and, and I started thinking, I said, what made me become an entrepreneur when a lot of people want to become entrepreneurs, but they don't because they're maybe scared or they just have the idea and just kind of fade away. So I was thinking, I'm like, what, what made me become an entrepreneur? And the two, the, the two conclusions that I really came up to was because most entrepreneurs, and I'd say hundred percent of them think really big and have a very, very big desire. And I came to that conclusion because, you know, when I was young, it's not like I was this, you know, kid selling Kool-Aid at five years old. You know, that, well, that wasn't me, honestly. You know, like, I would love to tell you that, you know, like, I've always been that entrepreneur. It's not true. But I always had this big thinking, like, if, if you know, like, if I was in school studying, I was daydreaming, like, okay, how can I own this school? How can I own lots of schools? Okay. And I know that's, that's part of the entrepreneurial thinking. You know, I always had this big desire on, okay, how can I do this? You know, they're doing it. What can I do? And this was me since I was little. Where did I get this from, Angela? I have no idea. Truly, I have no idea, um, but I, I've noticed when talking to entrepreneurs, all of them have this big thinking and they have this huge desire to accomplish something. So I would say uh, um, definitely that's been something in the journey that, that I've learned that's been fascinating for me. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that. So I didn't get into podcasts so much as I got into YouTube. 
um, like kind of later on, I would say like high school, college time frame, I was really big into YouTube. Um, and of course, like right now, the YouTuber that's big is like the photographer, filmmaker type trope, right? So that's like a huge area of the YouTube market. People who are into tech, cameras, gear, stuff like that. Um, and so, but of course, like it's a business, right? Like people that do YouTube full time, they still have to get their bills paid. They still have to put food on the table. So like I learned a little bit more about the creative business from that aspect. Um, but again, it wasn't something I even allowed myself to think about until I myself picked up a camera, right? And then I was like, okay, where is this going? You know, what do I really want out of this? And so thinking big, I think is definitely a big requirement. I think it's so scary sometimes. And it's like, it's a catch 22. Like either you could think big and you could think, yes, I had this desire to achieve it. Or you could think big and think that's too big for me, which is the Absolutely. wrong thought to have, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Which is crazy. So like, for you, I mean, like, I'm sure at some point you knew you wanted to own something and build something in your own name. You maybe never imagined you'd be building this much, but you knew that you wanted to get there, right? Um, so what can you tell people about kind of just walking in that big dream, walking in that big goal for people who may be scared right now, especially because even post-pandemic, they're like, yo, I got $50 to my name. Like, I got to make this work. Like, you know, but I want to build something for myself. What would your advice to them be? I know, I know this is getting really good, but I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the show. Whether you're a day one fan or day 100 fan, I'm so glad that you found Honey and Hustle and have decided to stick along for the ride. As a thank you, I wanted to give you a little gift that this show has so graciously given me. The ability to continue to connect with thought leaders, industry leaders, business owners, and other entrepreneurs, no matter where I am. Link offers a digital business card that is a natural extension of my website and social media platforms that allows me to easily send people to strategic landing pages so they can learn a little bit more about me, the resources I offer, and how we can continue to stay connected. When you click the link below in the description, you'll get 15% off any of their wearables, phone taps, and hopefully the last physical business card you'll ever need. When you do this, I get a little percentage back at no extra cost to you, which helps me continue to host guests and industry leaders so they can give you advice and help you crush the hustle. Thank you so much again for supporting the show and our show sponsor, Link. All right, let's get back into it. Well, you know what? When 2020, you know, when this whole pandemic situation started, I remember my family and I were talking like, well, what's going to happen to the business? You know, like, will it go lower? Will it go higher? Okay, and of course, we help people with the immune system, which was great because we were able to help so many more people in 2020 because of the whole pandemic. With that in mind, I remember telling my the fam and everybody, I said, you know what? I said, this this might be probably our best opportunity ever in business. I said, and and I think two things are going to happen in 2020. Business, a lot of businesses are going to go down, unfortunately, but a lot of businesses are going to go up. That's exactly what happened. There's, a, there's an entrepreneur called uh, Grant Cardone, multi-billionaire, and he said that and, and please, you know, for the ones that are listening, watching, you know, don't don't exactly quote me on the exact amount, but I think 20 to 30 percent of all of the money printed in the past 100 years in the U.S., 30 percent of that money was printed in 2020. Mm. There was actually more money printed in 2020 in the year 2020 than for the past 15 years. So what does that mean? That despite the worldwide situation that we're going through, there's actually more money than ever. But you have to have this in your mind before you become an entrepreneur, right? Because whenever you become an entrepreneur, you're going to become an entrepreneur depending on the circumstances of your time. 
right? So if you're thinking fear-based, we're in the pandemic, there's no money, everybody's unemployed, you're not gonna start. You're not gonna start. And even if you do start, you might not be successful because you're making a decision based on fear, right? So you have to be so careful on the story you're telling yourself or, or the story that people are telling, okay? Because the reality is, is there, you know, is there a chronic situation out there? Absolutely. You know, like I'm not hiding that fact. I, I know there is. And that's why contribution for me is so important. You know, and the money I make contribution is so important for me. Okay. So I'm not going against that. There's a crisis out there, but there's also the other side of the coin. There's more opportunity than ever. And there's actually more money than ever. For example, I, you know, like you have to figure out also where, you know, it, it, if you want to become a business owner, you also ha have to think about what's, the best business, not only that fits my talent, <clears throat> but the, the best business in which I can help people. So for example, you have companies like Sony, right? Sony for the, for the longest time was almost about to go bankrupt, but you know, they were smart. They kept creating devices and in last year they created the PS5. Now you would think about it, wait a second, PS5, a $500 console, you know, $500, who's going to buy it in the pandemic? Well, guess what? Since it came out, nobody can buy it. I mean, it's always sold out. Why? Sony was smart. They released this console in the pandemic where, where everybody's home and everybody's getting stimulus checks. So Sony's actually making more money than ever. Why? They were smart. They saw the opportunity. That's the kind of mindset you want to have when becoming an entrepreneur. So my my message for anybody that wants to become an entrepreneur now um, is first of all, have courage, okay? Courage means that even though you're scared, you still do it. Have courage for sure and work on yourself. It's 80% mindset and 20% mechanics. I'm convinced. I thought this was kind of cliche in the beginning. This is not a cliche. 80% is mindset and entrepreneurship. 20% is mechanics, okay? So work on yourself, work on your mindset you know, invest in yourself, you know, like I would say in the first five years, four years, the most important investment after your business is yourself. You're, you're, you're such an important investment. Okay. And as an entrepreneur feed, you have to feed your mind with strategies. You have to, and you have to think different. Okay. If, if you're an employee, you want to become an entrepreneur, congratulations, but you can't expect to be a successful entrepreneur thinking like an employee. Okay. And both, both are super honorable. Okay, being an employee is super honorable, being an entrepreneur is super honorable, but you have to be clear. If I'm gonna become an entrepreneur, I have to change my mindset. So be courageous, invest in yourself, and find a, find a business that not only, your, not only your talents are used at its max, but you know that you can help a lot of people. That, that would be my ultimate message for anybody that wants to become an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I mean, like going back to just like the stories that you tell yourself, and the stories that other people are telling, it's narrative, right? It's like whatever narrative you adopt is the narrative you're gonna operate in. So if you operate from the narrative of abundance and you know excitement and potential yes. and all these other things, when you're going just straight out of the gate as an entrepreneur, you're not gonna think about, well, what if this fails? You know, you're not gonna think about what well, the odds are stacked against you or this isn't a good time. You're gonna be thinking like, you know, the only way to go is up, right? Yes. You know, no matter what the circumstances look like, right, pandemic or not. Um, and I just think that's so important to consider because I mean, like in any field, I think common things that I hear from people are, well, there's already a hundred people doing this. The market is already saturated for what I want to do or what I'm good at or what I'm passionate about. And it's like, well, it's not saturated with you, you know? You're not- A hundred percent. 
a hundred percent, you know, and if, if you think about it, technically speaking, everything's saturated. Technically speaking, you know, like everything. I mean, there's like, you know, for example, a, a, you know, fast food restaurants, right? If, if Burger King, these companies said, you know, what, I'm not creating a fast food because McDonald's exists. No, they didn't think that. And technically they sell the same thing, burgers and fries, right? But they knew what they could give. And guess what? Burger King is a multi-billion dollar company, <laughs> just like McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's is bigger for sure. But if Burger King would have had that the mindset of there's already a burger fries place. I'm not going to create it. There's, you know, there's a hundred thousand McDonald's. No, they didn't. They didn't. So, and they still became a billion dollar company. So just kind of emphasizing what you're saying. Absolutely. You know, this whole saturated mentality really, it's just, it's a scar, it's, you know, it's a scarcity, uh, it's a scarcity mindset. That's all it is. And that's, that's, probably the most important thing you have to work on as an entrepreneur think in an abundance mindset for sure mm -hmm. um you talked about getting yourself in the right mindset and having to think differently when you if you are making the transition from being an employee or a worker and transitioning to building your own thing right yep. so besides podcasts what are some things that you have done to one invest in yourself invest in your mindset to continue to grow and learn how to be the best entrepreneur that you can be and serve best people and serve people in the best way that you can. Yeah. So, um, events, uh, <clears throat> uh, specific events that, uh, are about personal development or about business. Okay. And before it was live events, right now it's, uh, zoom events, right. Or like, or, or, um, uh, online events. Events. What I've seen Angela is that they make you think so much better because you experience events, okay? Um, for example, in my industry, there's what's called the, the GoPro event. That's awesome that, you know, the biggest entrepreneurs are together, they're giving you strategies, people that are earning incredible amounts of money, but that helped lots of people. So once you're around these people, your brain and your mindset starts to think about, wait a second, maybe I can do it. And your mind starts to uh, think possibilities. Wow. Once your mind starts to think possibilities, well, your, your, your brain starts to expand. That's where you start to think bigger. So events in your industry or your niche, that's the first thing. Okay. I can't give you a, a specific event because we're all in different businesses, but an event in your niche, definitely go there. That's where possibilities come. And you know what? To talk about, you know, a general events, I can even talk about events like Tony Robbins. Okay. That's he, he's kind of, you know, I'm a general a little bit. And he brings the best entrepreneurs together. So in whatever business you are, Tony Robbins would actually be a good choice if you like him and you like his, his, you know, his content. But that gives you an idea. Okay, events and books. You know, if you see, you know, my, my room here, it's a mess. All books, always books, always books, always books, always reading. And I've made the decision to not be stingy with my books. Like I'll be like two, three months ago, I spent almost $300 in books. This is part of my who I am. This is part of my investment. It keeps me thinking, exercises my brain, makes me think possibilities. So events and books would definitely, apart from podcasts, help you to develop that mindset. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna probably be the contrarian here and say I don't read as much as I probably should. Um, I'm a big YouTuber. That's definitely a big one for me. Events have definitely helped. Um and I guess I shouldn't say I don't read. I just don't read traditional books like I used to. I think college yep. kind of taught me of like reading for joy. So right now I'm definitely into like um, articles and stuff like that. I'll read the crap out of an article on my computer. Yep. We'll do that. Though. No, and, and, and you know, and that, that's, that's fine. You know, 
I mean, I've learned lots of things through YouTube. I mean, you know, and nowadays you can educate yourself however. You know, like I'm just mentioning, right? You know, like what, what's helped me? You know, like I'm a big reader, not in like things that aren't real. You know, it's personal development, strategies, leadership. That for me is like, it's like candy, literally like for, because, and, and by the way, I wasn't like this either. I, I've had to exercise this. Okay, I've had to exercise it, but now I love it. It feels extremely weird if one day I'm not reading. It's just not, it's, it's part of who I am, right? So, you know, that's another thing. You have to develop this muscle. Now, if, if you're not a book reader so much, YouTube is fine. I mean, you can learn countless of things through YouTube. The, the whole point is educate yourself and have your mind experience possibilities. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot um, for people who may be like, also thinking about that too like you know it's work no matter what stage you're at no matter what you're doing educate yourself to grow to network um to get better at whatever it is you do like it takes time you can't say that like you tried something if you only did it one time that's like my biggest thing people will be like oh well i tried let's say like some people want to get into facebook ads as a marketing strategy and i'm like well i tried one ad and i didn't get anything it's like one time that's not trying something you have to be consistent for it to work whatever it is you know what i mean because typically like in every aspect of your business anything can work for you if you're willing to be consistent at it enough to make it work for you right for to sure. get, learn it to exercise that to get better at it um that's just kind of how it goes with anything for sure no and and you cannot become an entrepreneur and have the try attitude. You can't. You have to become an entrepreneur, and before you become an entrepreneur, you have to commit that whatever happens along the way, it's gonna it's gonna work. You know, there's there's been bad days, Angela, as an entrepreneur. Bad days. Okay. Um, and actually, and to be honest, probably even that bad. I was just working on my mindset, so these small problems looked like huge problems, and, and they probably weren't even that bad. But because I I, I, I was still thinking kind of small. Okay. But I I learned Angela how to fail forward. When, when I, when I for her, first heard about that concept of failing forward, seeing failure as my friend, everything changed. Now, big problems really see as small problems, okay? So there's bad days entrepreneur, but you have to make the commitment. Like I remember there was this one day, Angela, I was doing a seminar in my city in Florida. I had misplanned it. I had really done a, a bad job planning the event, I'll be honest. And it was a disaster. No one went to the event. Um, I had brought a big speaker from another city and it just didn't work out truly. And what was worse, Angela, is that it was the second time that it had happened to me. So I, I had not really learned my lesson the first time. And I remember that after the event, I, I went to bed so depressed. And it was the first time that I thought to myself, am I good? Am I good at this? Am I cut up to be an entrepreneur? And that's, that's the scariest question an entrepreneur can ask. Um, it's a haunting question, taunting question. But I, but I asked it because I was so depressed. But I remember because of my personal development. I asked myself, if I want things to change, I got to change. If I want things to get better, I got to get better. No one else. Not the economy, not nobody. I got to get better. Why did, I, why did I have that mindset? Education, personal education, book reading, podcast. These things helped me keep going. But why? Before all that, I had made the commitment, Angela that no matter what happened, I was going to make this business extremely successful. I was obsessively committed because of this obsession and commitment. No matter what happened, it worked out. So 
that's that, that's something else that you know for the listeners and for the ones watching commitment but not just any commitment like you have to make a die hard commitment like even the worst thing that can happen even if you get depressed for a whole month you have to go back and start again so that that, that commitment is definitely going to help you i mean if if you're 100% committed 100% committed and you're diligent and you educate yourself i don't see why you can't succeed i haven't seen it happen so commitment is 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 everything mm-hmm. say here's what has worked for me um so i have kind of this like invisible board of directors which are people i consider mentors that i regularly go to for advice um to brainstorm things with to kind of you know bounce ideas off of um and just to kind of ask for guidance in certain things when it came to hiring when it comes to um negotiating some you know certain things um pitching projects things like that and that's been really helpful for me because even with all the reading the youtube the podcast the whatever i still feel like it's impossible for me to know everything there's always going to be somebody who's had a different experience who's had more experience and you can kind of um share that with me um so that's been very helpful do you have something like that for yourself or you have people like mentors you- yeah like actual mentors yeah or just loosely speaking they don't have to be like direct people that you call mentors people that you regularly seek for advice and things like that yeah for sure absolutely absolutely okay. i my whole life is based on mentors mm-hmm. i mean there's there's some audios that that i hear a uh, people that i know but they don't know me um that i hear every single day of my life and they have no idea how much value they give me and what i do sometimes is i i copy i do and in an entrepreneurship you can copy and they're not going to give you an f right that's that's the beauty of entrepreneurship and um yeah i i have whew, i mean 10 20 30 40 mentors of course of those many mentors a few i talk weekly right but absolutely that's that that's you know angelie you know you gave you know you gave another great point as an entrepreneur find a mentor that you like and copy them for a little bit and then develop your own style for sure Men- mentors are crucial <laughs> you have to have clarity what you want you have you have to have clarity um clarity is power um the hardest thing sometimes is just to make a decision it's all it is um and and everything in life and entrepreneurship is the same just make a decision make a decision if if you wanted that big home you know like just to talk about something random and it it, it was your dream since you're five years old just make the decision and then figure out you know after you make the decision figure out how you're going to get it okay and entrepreneurs just say make the decision make the decision why do you want to become an entrepreneur Do I want to create a legacy? Do I want to give impact? Do I want to help my family economically? Or whatever the reason. Make sure why you want. And think bigger. Think bigger. Okay? Probably your plans are still too small and where you're capable of. Think a little bit bigger. And once you think a little bigger and you have clarity, make the decision and then figure it out. That would be definitely my my last advice is just make the decision even if you're scared and then figure it out. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show today, giving some really really great advice for people um who may be watching and looking to start their entrepreneurial journey. I think starting is the hardest part. And I think people can definitely walk away from this episode and say like I know how to start now. 
Awesome. Well, it's my pleasure really to be able, you know, to be able to um, give value to, to, to people and because I know I know how it is to be lost. So hopefully this this podcast helped um, your listeners and everybody watching for sure.